Hello everybody, welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast. Podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by one certified Japanaholic. I am your host, Taylor Fry. And today, well, actually, this is the first Wednesday of the brand new month, which is October. Which means we've had a whole month of news and controversies and stuff that I want to talk about. Um, At least... Uh, for the most part, the second half of September, because there was a lot to come out of uh, the month of September in terms of news. Uh, so, and the thing about doing a news podcast episode is that it's almost impossible to cover all of it. It's even almost impossible to cover even half of what came out of the September month in terms of news. Um, but I'll keep it relatively... To what was popular in the month of September that I haven't already talked about. Um, because there's been a lot of news that's come out that I've probably already talked about in the past couple of weeks. So if any news, if any, if I mention any like news or anything like that, um, or if I don't mention any news articles that you think should have been in, in this episode, it is probably more likely that I talked about it in a different episode. Um... But for the most part, everything that I'm going to be talking about today is um, a brand new article that I have not talked about on this podcast before. Um, we will cover stuff such as season twos and what se- and what series are inevitably getting a season two. Um, one w- one of which I called easily during uh, during um, the Orasuke review with uh, Alex. I'll talk about that here in just a moment. Um, get so get into some controversies because there's been some crazy controversies over the past couple of weeks, and I'll exp- I'll talk about that here in just a minute, and I'll even go over some like prediction, not really predictions, but just my thoughts on a specific series because there's been news about this series, so. And as well as I think I'll even talk, uh, I'll even talk, I'll, there's even one article that I want to talk about that really doesn't even have to do with anime, it just has to do with, like, uh, technology, which I still found pretty, pretty cool. So I'll talk about that later, probably near the end of the, uh, near the end of the, um, the, the episode today. So, the first, like, the first two articles that I really want to talk about are not the most important articles. Well, actually, the first one isn't the most important. In fact, like, I'm getting the least important out first okay um at least it's important in my eyes if you know me but uh Eurocap released another visual for their season two which is airing in January which is just around the corner actually thank freaking god 2020 is about over with but uh late uh Eurocap released a season two visual which had a uh, Sakura which is uh uh Narishiko's sister and Shibadine hanging out they're eating uh, Akunyomoyaki. And looking at this visual, it appears that, well, I mean, judging the, I mean, it's just a visual for season two. So not much has changed in terms of like visual aspects between season one and season two. But still, I am hyped as shit for this second season. All right. I, I got all the manga volumes right next to me that are at least in English <laughs> that are, uh, I got all of them. I got all of them right now. All of them. But, um, 
So they also pre they also had a uh, like an actual PV or like an ad uh, airing, which um, showed off just the absolute most incredible music ever made. All right. So I'm excited as all hell. Okay, I I'm excited for this second season. Okay, um, if you want more information about who's directing or who um who's doing the the sound design or you know if you don't already know the person, it's the same person from season one. But if you don't know who that already is, um, Anime News Network uh has like pretty much the entire list for you in the in, in the article. Because everything that I'm going to be reading off today comes from the AnimeNewsNetwork.com website, which is a good place for your anime news. Just saying, it's in the it's in the website URL. I mean, you gotta you gotta think it's number one. It is number one in my eyes. All right, but to go from laid back camp to quintessential quintuplets. Now, quintessential quintuplets, um, I thought was supposed to air in January. I think, um, but, oh, no, actually, it was supposed to, actually, now looking at the article, it was supposed to air this month, but due to the whole pandemic, it was pushed back, um, and they changed, uh, if you didn't, if people who are fans of the Chris Tessel Quintuplets didn't already know this, season one and season two are going to be made by two completely different studios. I can't remember exactly who made the first one. I forgot off, uh, already. I, I'm sorry. But this season will be created by Bill Burry Animation Studio. Um, and they've also released... Um, they've also released... Uh, like, videos. Or, like, you know, as well as a PV. Uh, of the of the characters. And... I don't know. It... I'm a li- I I'm excited, but like at the same time, I don't know if it's because of the, like the the studio change or whatever. But I just, to be honest, I like I see a lot of people on Twitter saying like it doesn't look bad or you know it's it's fine or whatever. I kind of see this as like not really much of a difference in terms of the studios or like the animations. But it just, it looks more cleaner, I'll say. It weirdly looks cleaner because it's not as, like, in-depth in terms of, like, shadows on the characters. And that's in my eyes, though. But, um, the good thing is, though, is two things. One, uh, the anime will not have, like, any different, like, cast members or whatever. The same people who voiced uh, all the characters in Season 1 are doing it for Season 2. So... I know there's been some animes that do that where they change like voice uh voice actors or whatever uh between seasons because for some reason there's like there's number of reasons why but it's I'm glad to I'm glad to see that the quintessential quintuplets will not fall in that category because usually if it switches studios it sometimes will switch cast characters but not all the time um and the second re- and the second reason um, is that according to this article from the, uh, the director and the founder, uh, po- the director of Bill Bur- or Bill Burry's anime studio, animation studios, 
and also the founder, uh, posted on Twitter that the anime will probably be finished by the time it starts airing. I mean, that's that just means that, hey, guess what? <laughs> it's not going to get delayed, that's for damn sure. So, it... It is set to air in January as well, which uh, I think I've said way too many times on this podcast. January is going to be one hell of an anime, uh, or at least winter 2021. It's going to be one hell of an uh, anime season. There's so much stuff going on with, with winter 2021 that... Like I said, during the the season, I think I said this during the season. I can't remember. It's going to be almost impossible to keep up with all the uh, with all the series, and as well as if you're like not a seasonal watcher, like if you don't watch it as it's airing, oh, it's going to be impossible for you to survive on Twitter without getting through or without seeing any spoilers. So, just say winter twenty twenty one is going to be quite the season. Um. So, I'm going to stay on the topic here of Season 2 because there's been a few announcements of Season 2s um, for the Summer 2020 lineup. Okay. For uh, ReZero, it's not technically another season, but it's technically the second half of the second season, uh, which will be airing in January. Um, I don't... <laughs> they ended it on a pretty good note. I'll say it that much. I think Alex predicted that they were going to like end it on like a very like crazy cliffhanger. That would have been that would have been horrible in my opinion because it's like oh you're just gonna end it like that. You know we want more, but we're gonna have to wait not one week, not two weeks, not even a month, not even two months, three whole months before we get another episode. Yikes. <laughs> but not really much of a big cliffhanger. So if you haven't seen it, you're not really, you know, gonna you're not really missing much in terms of like how it ended. Um But do know that if you haven't seen season two, please, oh my god, season two. Oh good god. It's only gonna get it's only gonna get crazier from here. Um but no, there's also been season two announcement. For Kanesho Kaidishimas. Hey, who said that there was going to be a season two for Kanesho Kaidishimas? This guy. This guy. I said it. I predicted it. No one else. I, I, <laughs> no one else thought this. All right. Alex told me that this was not going to happen. At least during the podcast. He told me that he was probably going to pull a Devil's a part timer. It did not pull a Devil's a part timer. It immediately announced the season two before the. Uh, <laughs> right after the episode was done, Eric. Immediately, right after the episode was done, it's like, hey, guess what? Season 2. I called it. I freaking called it. And I'm also happy about that. Because once that second season's done, Eric, I can finally, finally do a, what was it called? Anime Showdown between Nisekoi Season 1 and Kanesho Akadishimas. Because, apparently, that's a big topic to talk about. But I don't want to do it right now because it would only be 12v12. And since Nisekoi Season 1 is 24 episodes, I've said this before. It needs a Season 2. Kanesho Kaishibus needs a Season 2 in order for me to make that work. And well, we got a Season 2 for Kanesho Kaishibus. Um, It doesn't have like an official like set date as to when it'll come out. Um, I think, I think they said like 2021, obviously. But I'm going to predict... 
a fall 2021 air date, not a summer 2021, because I kind of feel like that would be a little too quick for a season two um, to quickly get out there. Um, but I'll say fall 2021. But if summer 2021 happens as well, I'm not going to complain, obviously. So there's that. And this season two that I'm about to talk about was the most surprising season two announcement that I've ever <laughs> that I saw. Um, so y'all remember Uzaki Chan? Uh, you know the one that caused such a shitstorm on Twitter for whatever reason. Yeah, that's getting a season two. I didn't expect it. I truly didn't expect it. Okay, so I think I went in depth about why, but like I didn't think it was gonna get a season two. Because I originally thought that this was like one of those kinds of anime shows where it would only promote the manga uh, for like one season and then be all like, hey, you want more of this? Go read the fucking manga. Because it tends to happen a lot in anime. That happens way too many times during like anime or whatever. They only get one season and if you want more, you gotta read the source material. So I was like, okay, it'll be no different for Uzaki-chan. But... No, <laughs> to my surprise and even the, the Seiyu's surprise because there's a video floating around on YouTube with uh, the Seiyu's reactions to this, which is adorable as all hell, might I add. Um, it is getting a season two. I mean, f I'm all for it, dude. I'm, I'm like, I love Uzaki. All right. Um, I, oh my God, I love her so much. All right. She, um... It's, it, it's kind of like that kind of character where it's like you really like this character or you really despise this character. And there's not much of it in between. Um, and a lot of people who I follow on Twitter said that they really loved Izaki. And then there was also that few that were like they didn't really care for her. But at the same time, it was like a strong didn't care for her kind of dislike kind of thingy. But no, I'm definitely surprised that there is a season two for Uzaki. I mean... When do I think this one will come out? Oh, shit. Ah, ah. I'll give it a... I'll give it summer. You know what? I'll give it a summer. Because usually a lot of um, season twos tend to air the same time as their season one counterparts. That's exactly what Eurocamp's doing. Uh, the first season aired in winter 2018. So the second season is also airing in, uh, in winter 2021. I'm predicting that with Uzaki-chan, but I I don't know. Predicting air dates with, like, no exact, like, air date time or whatever is impossible. Because I tried to do this with Eurocamp, tried to predict when it would air. Because it, it says, yeah, it's airing January 2021. But I was like, when is the exact day it's ending? Is it going to be, you know, a Tuesday or a Wednesday or Thursday? My thought at first was it was going to air the same, like, day of the week as season one, which was a Thursday, if I remember correctly, or a Friday. No, it was Friday, I think. I don't freaking remember. But, um, when I looked back at, like, Heia Camp, and that was airing on a Monday, I was like, oh, boy, this is quite a, this is quite a, quite a, quite a, quite an issue. So, I, I don't know about, like, the actual day of the week, but I want but, you know, like I said, it's almost impossible to predict down to the day of the week, all right, when it would start. So, you know, the best I could do is predict the season it's coming out, which is like a one in four, actually like a one in three chance. Because you only, like, if it says, like, the year, 
you usually get spring, summer, or fall. And winter is actually you get winter as well. Now that I think about it, there's now that I think about it, but it's not going to come out in winter 2021 because that's a quick freaking adaptation. Um, so yeah, I don't think it'll be winter 2021 for either of those two se- uh either of those two series because of the fact that that would be quite the uh the time period to get 12 episodes adapted or animated and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm going to catch back up on the manga of Uzaki-chan and uh, Karazo Kaishimas. I'll I'll form my opinion on that once I actually uh, create that anime showdowns episode. You'll know more about it probably next week with me and Alex, but yeah. So let's go. Let's switch moods real quick. <laughs> so I. All right. So I want to talk about some controversy, but not in the anime industry per se, but in the uh, virtual YouTuber department. You remember that episode last week where I talked a whole lot about virtual YouTubers? And more specifically, Coco? Um, yeah, she got into deep shit. Like, almost immediately after I uploaded that episode. Almost immediately after I uploaded that episode, she gets suspended for three fucking weeks. Um, because... She, the thing is to say, YouTube's analytics list Taiwan and China separately, but there's been huge, like, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, because if I say the wrong thing here, I'm going to be a part of this, like, drama somehow. I don't mean to. I'm just trying to report news. But Taiwan and China, you know, shouldn't be, like, separately, according to everybody else. And, oh my god, they're... And and if you know virtual YouTubers, you know that they have a huge Chinese market as well. It's like Japanese, English, and Chinese are like the top three markets and stuff like that. Um, not in any specific order, of course, but those are like the top three, obviously. And the Chinese market went all haywire on Coco. And uh, actually, even, even, not just Coco, but Akihato, okay, who was with her at the time of the uh, the live stream. Okay. Um, and how this all came about is they were live streaming. Uh, they were doing like the usual live streams, of course. And they had a segment where they were revealing their demographics and where they were like, you know, um, where people were watching them. And they listed uh, Taiwan and China as separate re- region. And, well, the thing is, is that there's been stuff going on, going around recently with Taiwan and China where they're trying to get back under, like, like a, like a one-China principle or whatever. And, uh, yeah, let's just say people were not happy about that, apparently. And it got so bad, like, absolutely horrible to the point where there were people threatening her life and harm. I've I've made my feelings quite known on my YouTube channel about this sort of shit. Um, when Kai Sasuga, the mangaka for Domestic Nakanajo, kept receiving these kinds of like threats when she was writing the ending because a lot of Rui fans were very upset with the whole uh, complete 180 of an ending. 
which if you know that ending, you know what you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know the ending, then go watch, go listen to the uh, domestic weeb reviews episode because, yeah, um, I made my thoughts very clear on what I think about this kind of this kind of stuff. I mean, I get being upset at people, but actively trying to like dox them. And try to like threaten their lives or whatever. Especially especially if they didn't, you know, if they didn't mean anything bad about what they said or what they did. I still think that's kind of disgraceful. I still like I still think that's kind of screwed up. Alright. Um to this day, it's like that is absolutely f- fucked up. Alright. Sorry for the language. <laughs> I try not to swear. But it's I don't know. I, I really I, I'm just I get being upset, but there's a difference between getting upset and threatening. Be, you just, there's a, there's a difference and you shouldn't cross that line of threatening their life or harm. Because here's the thing. I said this during the, uh, the episode last week, just last week. These are real people. I mean, they may be characters online and they may just be, you know, behind an avatar, but they're real fucking people. They're real people. All right. There should be no reason why anybody should threat their threaten their lives or threaten harm on them, you know. Especially, especially as something, in my eyes, I'm sorry to anybody who's listening to this from Taiwan or China that may get offended by this. I don't mean any. I like I I don't mean I don't mean to like be offensive to any demographic, okay? Because you know, obviously, a lot of people are upset about that, but at the same time. I could understand, uh, like I said, I understand the people who are upset, but I don't understand the people who threat, who threaten Coco's life and Hato's life or whatever. Um, but to continue on with the the article, uh, Cover Corp, who owns Hollow Live, uh, suspended them for three weeks, and they're trying to work things out. They're trying to make it to where um, they're trying to make it to where things settle down before they get back to together or whatever, get back to live streamings. They deleted the footage. They set stuff to private, hoping that everything would settle down. Really didn't change much, I guess. Um, and there's been, like, huge rumors going around that this could be the end of Coco's time on uh, on YouTube. And, you know, Hato may not be able to return or whatever. And there's been a huge chunk of rumors that have been coming around here recently. Like I said... This just this whole ordeal happens just not even not even hours before probably hours after and before like this whole stuff just went down like before I even uploaded the freaking uh episode where I talked about virtual YouTubers probably as of uh this this episode's getting uploaded things could probably change and things could probably like um, could have settled down, or maybe there's just a complete 180 of a twist and a turn that I, that I have, I don't know what's going on yet, because I am recording this on the 1st of October, uh, technically Shiba Deen's birthday, going back onto Eurocamp, yeehaw, um, and, oh, oh, let me also mention this, Korodes, you know the dog? Her birthday as well. I mean, her character's birthday, I don't know about the actual person's birthday, I don't know, but that's her birthday as well. If we're keeping on with the the, the virtual YouTubers um, agenda, so um, I don't. 
But like I said, I'm recording this on the first, so obviously a lot of things could change uh, between now when I'm recording this and when the episode goes up. Um, the reason why I'm upload or the reason why I'm recording this on the first is because of the fact that if I try to if I try to talk, because the thing is, is I really want to talk about September news. I really don't want to talk much about like October news, and I forgot that um, I forgot that the end of uh, uh, September was the episode where I was up uh, where I was talking about virtual YouTubers. I've lost track of time, man. That's what quarantine does to you. It's what quarantine does to you. So, um. <laughs> I I really have no clue what's going on here for the next few days. So all I can tell you is Coco and Haito got into deep shit. Alright, that's all I gotta say. Alright. Moving on now. Um there was an article that I really wanted to talk about though. I forgot to talk about this one when talking about like new database and stuff like that. I apologize. I I am flipping between a bunch of stuff here. But it was announced, um, when was this announced? This was announced back on the 26th, yeah, that Eden's Zero uh, is getting an anime adaptation, which is set for an April 2021 debut, uh, hoping that we don't have a freaking pandemic by this time, of course. But JC Staff is the one adaptating this. There's been a lot of people, and this will always happen, there's been a lot of people who will, you know, like JC Staff and a lot of people who dislike JC Staff. Um, my personal opinion, dude, I thought they did an incredible job with the Kotosubo movie. They are one incredible studio, okay? So, my opinion, JC Staff's one of my favorites. And Eden Zero getting uh, an adaptation by the studio, it's like top top of the board in terms of like studios to get an adaptation by, just saying, outside of Koito Animations. But uh, I won't... I. I won't name off like anybody of like the the director's seats or whatever because uh, the article on Anime News Network will um, uh, has them all listed and stuff like that. So yeah, like I said, it's not much of a huge thing. It's just JC Staff is uh, adapting the series. I haven't personally watched it or not watched it. I haven't personally read it yet, but with the synopsis and stuff like that, oh, I'm pretty. I could. I think I'll watch it. Or something like that. I think it's like a fairy tale. I don't. I don't think so. But like, um, it is not a fairy tale spinoff. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> so this one here is not incredibly like new, new, because they started. Uh, the Weekly Shonen Jump magazine started doing this last year, technically, but they recently, at least for the most part, um, have made. More series, at least, uh, available to make your own Shonen Jump characters with, like, an official uh, character creator and stuff like that. Um, the character creator is very simple. You can mix and match various preset bodies and facial features that are drawn from existing characters from the franchise to create your own unique character. Um, this one really reminds me of, like, those... Uh, old SmackDown versus Raw games where you could customize your characters based off like pre-created like character designs or whatever. This reminds me a lot of this and to be honest, I really I really think this could be very useful for any up and coming like shonen manga creators or whatever. 
get like a good like a good idea of what they want the characters to look like. Not the big like like I said, these next few articles I want to talk about, they're not the biggest thing in the world, but um but definitely if you are interested in that kind of stuff, um it's all it's also available online as well, uh for smartphones. Um I don't I don't know if, if it's uh, like available outside of Japan, but I personally I personally may take a look at this sometime soon. Um as well staying on the topic of smartphones, Captain Suabasa is uh making a smartphone smartphone, excuse me, AR soccer game, which launches well, it's launched right now, but it will launch in the Asian countries on my birthday, October fifteenth. Look at that. A uh, developer announced that on Friday that the uh, Captain Tsubasa's uh, franchise will uh, make a AR game, which if you don't know what AR is, that's basically the same thing as VR, but with your smartphone, it like has your camera, and it turns whatever your phone's like viewing on the camera as a as um like a a brand new world kind of like that. It's kind of like um. HoloLens with uh, how Minecraft was back then. Everybody made like a huge deal about like Minecraft. You like put on like these set of glasses and everything was fine around you. But if you look at a table and had Minecraft open, your your table would become your Minecraft world essentially. That's what it, that's what this is. Um, so the company has appointed a player for the Japanese uh, soccer club. Uh, Viso Kobe and a former member of the Spain national football team as the official supporter of this um, this AR soccer game. The game will allow players to use their smartphones to view virtual stadiums in real-world locations, assemble a stable of players based on characters from the franchise, and then train the players for competition. If this doesn't sound fucking exciting, I don't know what, because I'm not a huge soccer person, but damn. <laughs> I would love to have this. Um... On my phone, but unfortunately, this won't launch in North America. It's only for people in Europe and in the Asian countries. So, there's that. And, um, for, well, as well, actually, before I get to the last article, there is like a little thing at the bottom here that says that there is a, uh, there's been, um, a Captain Susubasa, uh, Subasa, excuse me, uh, Rise of the Champions game. For the PlayStation 4 Nintendo Switch um, in Japan, uh, which was released on August 27th. And then for the Switch and PC on Steam, it was released back in August as well. Which is the company's, or which is the game's, let me speak English, try again. Which is the franchise's first release for the consoles in 10 years. So, yeah. I'm not a news reporter. I can't speak with, uh, can't speak very well. Um, So... Last one here has to do with Made in Abyss. So, y'all know that Made in Abyss was supposed to have a movie come out in the West here uh, back in early April. But, Pandemic told us no. I'm still upset about that because there is no theater release. Uh, It released online. Which made me a little upset because... Me and my buddy Brody, Brody, who I've had on this podcast twice before, back in the good old days <laughs> of this podcast, way back yonder. Um, but 
we talked about how we were going to watch the Made in Abyss movie when it came out in theaters. Well, yeah, that couldn't happen. And I don't know if that will happen because it doesn't look like there will be a theater release in the West. But if there is, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it sometime, though, online if I have to. But the the article that I want to read is has to do with the movie. Well, not really the movie, actually. It has to do with the anime itself. So, professional sumo wrestler Shodaya Naoya says he made his fellow wrestlers cry watching this show. So, professional sumo wrestler made an amusing comment about the Made in Abyss anime after his third round win in the Autumn Grand Sumo Tournament on Tuesday. Keep in mind, this was released back in, like, like the first half of September. But I still find this article really hilarious. Sankai Sports reported that uh, Shirai said that watching the anime brought him to tears. The sumo wrestler has made no secret of his love for anime throughout his career. His role in the stable is to bring everyone together and then get them pumped up with a feeling of togetherness. And the way he managed to do this was sharing his love for Made in Abyss. He goes on to say, I even made the other wrestlers in the stable watch it. Everyone cried at the part where I cried. <laughs> oh my god. I love the, oh my god. Reading this makes me laugh because it is super hilarious the way that, um, the way that a professional super wrestler cried while watching this show. Because, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, it moved me to tears too. I mean, I didn't cry, but it moves me to tears. I fucking love it. It's a good series. Recommend watching it. Um, but, Sankai Sports con- conduct excuse me, concluded the article by expressing hope that the next time that uh, Shodai uh, inspires tears from his stable, it is by securing his first championship prize rather than through anime. Uh, unfortunately, he did lose and his winning streak came to an end. However, um, however, that's, this article here just moves me, moves me just as much as the uh, anime itself moved me. Um, but yeah, that will do it in terms of all the articles that I wanted to talk about for the month of September. Like I said uh, earlier in the podcast episode, if there were any articles that I missed out on that you think I should have talked about, please send them over at japanonlinkpc at gmail.com, and I will more than likely read them off and put it into this um, podcast, more than likely. Uh, however, next week, I think... I'm trying to think here. Hold on. Let me actually look at the date here. Hold on. Give me a second. Da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, yes. Next week's episode will feature Alex. And um, that would be October 14th. Which would be the day before my birthday. So. If you want to send any support. Uh, you know. So send any birthday wishes or whatever. Uh, you could send them over at my Twitter page at the Japanaholic one when the fifteenth hits. Um, I'm upset I won't be able to make a podcast episode about my birthday, but since it's on a Thursday, it's not like it's really going to change much at all. I hate Thursdays. Um, but anyways, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Japanaholic podcast. I will be back same time next week to do it all over again with a special guest of mine, uh, who I've had on here not so long ago again. Um. But anyways, thank you all so much for tuning in. I've been Taylor Fry, the Certified Japanaholic, signing off. Good night.